0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Grant GrantMid Podcast, episode number 17. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about how to pivot. And pivoting is essentially when you have a desired goal or you have a plan or a course of action that you're taking, you are anticipating things are going to go a certain way, then out of nowhere, the entire thing gets derailed or someone throws a wrench in the deal or something crazy and unexpected happens and you have to change Your next course of action, right? It's a surprise. You're playing a, it's like in football, you know, you, you have a plan and you think the defense or offense is going to come out with a certain scheme. They do everything completely different. You practice on it for a week in a split second. You got to change your entire game plan. That's what pivoting is. And to be successful for years and years and years and, you know, eventually decades, you have to be able to be masterful at this and. You know, early on when it's first happening, it's it's quite scary. It's obviously it's unexpected. You know, no no matter how talented or good at handling problems we like to tell ourselves that we are. At the end of the day, it's never a comfortable feeling the second something goes extremely wrong, and knowing how to handle this and 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 knowing what mindset to have about it and how to handle it properly is essential for having lasting continued success. Right, so. One, I'll tell you a quick story. So when I was so for for those of you that are maybe this is the first episode you're listening or you're just kind of starting to to listen to the podcast, um, right before I moved back to Houston. I'm from Houston, Texas, and I was playing college junior college football in Brooklyn, New York. And I, you know, had plans to continue to play at the next level and I was getting some small offers and some smaller schools and then I kind of like made a realization that You know, I was 22 at the time. I was like, look, I got to be perfect to go any further. And realistically, if I'm not going D1 right now, to even go further, if I'm playing D2 or D1 AA football, I would have to be literally the chosen one, like perfect. And I realized, you know, at the end of the day, I think my true skill set is business. And my thought process is like, look, let's move back to Houston let's live with family and let's figure things out and in long story short what happened is i decided to transfer to the university of houston i was going to you know go to business school there i was going to use my quote unquote network that i thought i had which i really didn't even have a network but i just knew family there that i guess that was it and i was going to use my network and then i actually realized that you know i used to be in sales when I played football in California and there was another company that was like, like a sister company to the one in California. And I talked to them, you know, three, four months before I was going to move out there. And, um, next thing you know, I had a job lined up. So I'm sitting there thinking, you know, football didn't work out, but heck, you know, at least I, you know, I got to U of H, they have good business school, supposedly, Um, I have a job lined up in sales. So if I crush it next couple of years, I can finally start making six figures in the next like year and a half or something. And that was my plan. So, you know, after I figured all that stuff out, I was like, okay, you know, I got a good, pretty good idea and I got a good plan and everything's going good. Right. Next thing, you know, I end up moving, right. I'm walking in at orientation you know, orientation, they make you feel all special. You're there. They got these balloons, and all these signs, and you meet the guidance counselor, and you meet all these people, and they make the school look all nice, and I get there, right? We're going through all of these different meetings and things, and finally, at the end, you meet with your guidance counselor for everyone that has a similar last name as you, and when she got to my name, she was like, wait, 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 wait. middle inner? Oh, I know you. I need to talk to you after this. And I was like, what, why is this, how in the heck would this lady know who I am? Like, why does she, this doesn't sound good. And so she comes up to me after and she goes, hey, Grant, so, you know, you you know how you're like a senior, you know, and you basically have like a year left. And I'm like, yeah. She said, well, you do, but you don't hear. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? She goes, none of your credits transferred besides like three or four classes. You're basically having to start over as almost a freshman but like, don't give up hope. We can appeal. I think we can combine this class, these classes, these, 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 and it's appeal process. It's going to take an entire semester. We're hoping if they improve all of them, maybe you can become a sophomore. And I'm like, what? I'm like, Is there anything we can do? So we go through all this whole process. So I'm thinking I got a year left of school. And I made the smart decision to go to U of H. They accept me. I get enrolled and they wait till orientation to tell me nothing's transferred. I mean, what a scam. I mean, how freaking annoying and stressful is that? Unbelievable, right? And so I leave. And next thing you know, two days later, I get a call that the company I was going to come work for went out of business and the owner was moving to austin to go work for somebody else so within <laughs> being back 2 to 3 day amount of time every single plan that i had was completely derailed so i'm back from college i'm 22 this is a final semester that all of my peers like all my friends are already graduating so I'm already seeing, like, graduation pictures of all my buddies from high school, all of my friends. You know, they got the suit on and everything. And they're all excited, you know, about to graduate college. Here am I. Football career pretty much failed. Come back to U of H. I'm sleeping on my mom's couch. I'm 22 years old. I had a girlfriend at the time that was, you know, not very supportive, say the least was, I mean, complaining about how, how are you 22 and still in college? How this blah, 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 you know, just that type of thing. And I'm, and I'm already hard on myself as it is. And I'm like, what in the hell do I do? And this is what's so important. This is why I tell you guys this story is, you know, they say the, the saying, you know, life, it's not what happens to you. It's how you handle it. It's so true. Because I was faced with that problem and after talking and communicating with so many people, it would have been very, very, very easy for me to just get depressed, blame the coaches at my college, blame U of H, blame my maybe parents or something, blame all these other people for the situation that I was in. And I could have done that and I could have, you know, said I was depressed or something and and pouted, and been sad, and just flown the white flag up, I could have easily done it. But thank God, I have a hard head. And what I did in this situation is what changed my life forever. This was the, this, over this two-month span, I would say, is the reason everything has happened the way it's happened. It's 100% why. Why? And I wish I could tell you guys that I got this amazing advice from a family member or friend or anything. It didn't. It didn't at all. You have to dig down deep and you have to be tough. You can't give up and you have to make decisive decisions. So what I did is I was literally, I'm sitting in my car at U of H and I'm like, okay, I just kind of had an effort moment where I was like, this is where I'm at. I'm broke. 22 and I'm sleeping on my mom's couch. I'm going to be 23 in August. U of H is basically a waste of time. I have no job. I need to figure out how to make six figures. I'm sitting there thinking, I'm looking like U of H at University of Houston is right by downtown. So I'm looking, I'm like, man, I, I got to live in one of those high rises. You know, I got to make six figures and then I can figure out the next thing. And... I kind of had a real effort moment where I just kind of realized where I was at and it was kind of freeing because I was like, all right, it is what it is. And I'm like, how do I get out of this? Well, first, I need to make some type of money, something. So I was like, okay, I have a car. In New York, you, you can never have a car. I have a car. I need to get approved for Uber and Lyft. Okay, I need to make money. I found out they have instant deposit. That can give me immediate cash flow. Second, is I need to figure out some type of sales job. Nothing, none of this cute, my dream, it's on something none, none of that none of that stuff. What can make me money? Okay, because think about it. No matter what you want to blame, what happened previous and what led me to the moment I was in broke on my mom's couch. School, you know, basically a freshman even though I'm 22 years old. All of my other friends are graduating. Football doesn't work out. No business opportunity. then the end of the day, that was my fault. It was my fault. I had no one else to blame. It was me that was... I was a common denominator and I was a person that was in all these different situations and it was because of me. So first thing, I'm like, I got to make money. I apply to every single thing for Uber, Lyft, Uber Eats, all those things. Okay. Then I'm like, okay, I need to make six figures. How do I make six figures? I literally got on Indeed, which is a job board ad, okay, for anyone that's outside the United States, basically where you apply for jobs, and I searched sales jobs and then I put 100K plus. And I'm looking through and I just like a flashing part of like literally in my head and I was like, wait, remember I was in California, everyone was talking about solar. Is there solar companies there? Is there solar companies here in Texas? I searched solar sales jobs like three or four pop-up, I apply to all of them, I fix up my resume, I make it look good, and I apply, okay, I apply, I go back, and I go figure out what I need to do for Uber, apparently I got approved for like Uber Eats Super Fast, and I think that day, if not next day, I can't remember when I got approved, I immediately started working, so I would wake up like eight, eight in the morning, eight, nine in the morning, and I would Uber Eats or Uber from 9 in the morning to 10 and 11 at night. Sometimes if it was like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, when people were going out, I would do it till like 2 to 3 in the morning. And so what I was doing is I was like, man, I got to make a 1000 bucks a week. So I was hustling, just Uber 24-7. And then when I was waiting on people or waiting on rides or waiting to, to get a pickup order, this is so funny talking about now, but when I was... Waiting to get a pickup order, I would apply for other sales jobs. Because my thought was like, look, if I get in front of somebody, I'm going to find a way to get the job. I just got to talk to them. So about a week and a half later or so, I get this email from a solar company. They want to do an interview. I do the interview. It's a Zoom interview. I got a suit and tie on and everything. And I get to the second round. Second round goes good. Boom, I get to the third and I get the deal. I get the job. Another week passes. I start training. By February, I'm going through training. You know, middle of fe- February, I'm closing my first deal as a sales rep. Youngest person in the entire office. So this is my point, is pivoting is essential. And I have to pivot as, as a business owner and as and for you guys listening, whether you're you're starting out or you work at a company, you have your own business. You're you're in sales. You're in management. Whatever you do, as you go up, you're gonna have more constant problems. They only get bigger. I can I kid you not. Literally, before I jumped on to make this podcast, was working on fixing three issues. And right before I started it, one of them got resolved. It is an ever moving process. Like it's 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 inevitable. But what happens is when you get so used to having to solve problems and fix issues, you start to become good at it because you don't get overly emotional, you become a great problem solver, you get more creative, and you start solving more issues. And what was so important and why I tell you guys how monumental me not getting emotional and sad and depressed when I was in that moment is that's the difference Because it had nothing to do with me being skilled or knowing something or reading some cute motivational book or something, you know, it's a bunch of BS that way. No, it was me not accepting that that was my life. Like my standards were so high and I was so committed to finding a way to, as a young salesperson, you know, I got to first make six figures. I got to move out of my mom's house. I got to do this. That I refused to take no for an answer and I looked for other solutions. And because that was the case, the world presented more opportunities for me. And then when I got to those opportunities, that's when I started making other moves and executing. You have to look at this, guys. Is I know it's, you know, we're brought up in school and everything is taught around a test. And once you do this test, you're good. You did it. You don't have to worry about that stuff ever again. Life doesn't work like that. You will never reach the land of comfort. And everyone, even if they don't consciously think it, many times we're all longing for that one time, that one you know day where you finally make a million dollars or whatever the number is and suddenly all your worries and problems go away but that's never going to happen and you have to learn to love the problems anticipate them and then go out of your way as a business person as a leader as a as a husband as a as a wife father wife whatever you have to be a person that can handle these problems gracefully adjust and get back to work. Because if you get overly emotional and you start blaming people, you will you will never find true success. Because what the most beautiful thing is, is I have a rule that always blame yourself for everything. At the end of the day, yes, something quote unquote could happen to you. But the way that you handle it, or maybe the way you set it up that made the person make that decision, you know, for example, like let's say someone picks the next guy or girl over you for the for the promotion. You could go, well, he doesn't like me because of this and this and this and this. That might be true, but whose fault is it that that boss or that person didn't love you? Because if you were just that good and you set yourself up the right way, you would have positioned yourself for that promotion. We have to simplify things that we do, guys, and we have to realize that nothing just happens. And as you go up in life, the levels get harder and the problem solving gets harder. It's not just, oh, this person did this because of that and we're done. There's so many different moving parts and parties and people and emotions and feelings and money and ego and, 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 and drive involved in all of these different things when we're trying to move up and make decisions, especially when it involves big money. We have to realize that every single person at the end of the day, whether we like to believe it or not, is ultimately out for themselves and their families. that doesn't mean they're going to all do horrible things. That's not what I'm saying. But everyone has to pay bills. Everybody has to take care of their family. Generally, people want to be successful and move up. And we have to understand that that's the way it is. And we have to accept that and make calculated, smart decisions that will put ourselves, our teams, our, our, our visions, our companies in the right situation to create lasting success. And understanding this is essential to be able to withstand the blows that people drop on us, the economy, COVID, and all these different things that life will throw at you. Realize this. Winners have found a way to win no matter who was president, no matter what happened with the economy, no matter if there was a pandemic, recession, depression, war, Democrat, Republican, winners always found a way to win. And it's so interesting that some of the most innovative companies, some of the best leaders ever to live, all came out of the worst situations on paper that the world's ever seen. The best presidents, the best leaders, they all made it happen when times were the most difficult because that's when everybody goes crazy. That's when there's chaos. That's when everyone loses their mind. They blame the outside source and all the sheep get in line and do what they always do. You have to be the person that thinks differently. And while the storm's going on, you have to dissect it and go, why is everyone doing this? Why is this happening? What if I did this? What would they do? And start diving deeper into the problem and, and make different decisions so you can have a different result. So, appreciate it, guys. That's going to be it for episode 17. Um, thank you again for all the comments, the great reviews, and, and you know, nice messages you guys send. Um, as always, um, feel free to reach out on, you know, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, whatever the case may be. My at symbol is at GrantMitt and uh, make sure to subscribe and leave a review if you guys enjoyed the podcast but thank you guys so much hope you have a great week and i will see you guys next week for uh, episode 18 thanks guys